It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Good morning. Cece's cheeks are probably already hurting. They are. <laughs> She's so stoked. Best day ever. <laughs> Anyone oh. want to guess why? <laughs> They'll know when this comes out. Hopefully. They will. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If they don't, I'm going to be in a depressed hole. Yeah, it's not. It's going to be a 180 real quick. If, <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't add up. <laughs> so my heck yes is that Patty's back allegedly after allegedly. <laughs> so it's 9 a.m. here. Allegedly, he's supposed to fly in in two hours. So I will be there at the flight line waiting for him. In two allegedly. Hours. Allegedly. All of this is allegedly until he is literally there holding your hand. Yeah, like maybe like in the air, but still there's terrible circumstances. Just, I'm not you, even going to go there. Yeah, you don't even know. It's just all allegedly until it's not anymore. Yeah, exactly. She so, looks really freaking hot too, you guys. Like, I don't think I've ever, like, you look so hot right now. I'm like, do I have a girl crush? I don't know. This oh, I hope wild. so. <laughs> if anyone She's listened like to the last bronzy. podcast- Apparently, I need attention, so please love me. <laughs> please love me. Tell me I'm pretty. You yeah, are. Like, you're pretty. I spray tanned, self-spray tanned last night. The middle of my back is not done because I couldn't reach it. So it's just like a Just circle. like a landing pad. Oh, yeah, a circle. Good. Yeah, like it's it's hardly a circle, though. It's more like a landing pad, like you were saying, but- but yeah, that's my heck yes. Heck yes to feeling on top of the world until I'm not. So <laughs> okay, you know what I was thinking though today while I was, you know, just random thoughts while I am cleaning up the kitchen from dinner, which was a terrible failed attempt at making dinner tonight. It's going to be part of my heck no. But I was cleaning up after dinner and I was like, she's freaking doing it. Like you're two years in practically and you're just, you're doing it. And it's totally not what you envisioned marriage to be. And I just forget like that this is your life. Like you've just gotten into such a routine with it and you just make it happen. And I'm like, good for her. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You just, you just. There's no it. other option really, but still you're doing it with a lot of grace at this point. Yeah. And you've come a long way. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Internally still on fire. Externally feeling graceful. Um. <laughs> you make it till you make it but I really no I appreciate it I don't think I've thought I could be at this point of peace but also I feel like this is just a I can't really compare myself to how I am right now because there's hope today so yeah. <laughs> that's true <laughs> this is not a baseline day for you this is not a baseline <laughs> highly above baseline <laughs> but yes Gosh. that being said um heck yes for you Megan well, my heck yes is super lame and white girl of me, but pumpkin things allegedly are back in Starbucks this week. When this comes out, they should have already come out. 
I'm pretty sure Avery said they're releasing them on Thursday, which is tomorrow, August 24th. If they don't, don't come at me, but I will be in the Starbucks line tomorrow asking them for pumpkin cold foam on top of my <gasps> chai latte. You are a pumpkin cold foam. I wish I had, I wish I was going to say the other was, word, but I was going to say the word too. And then I was like, we don't need to do that. We we all know it's unnecessary. I oh do. I could gosh. eat that pumpkin cold foam. I kind of want to try making it. Though. I've tried making it at home. And it. the problem with mine was that I got the pumpkin syrup, pumpkin spice syrup that was sugar-free. So oh, that why was would you problem do that? number one. It was a mistake. I didn't oh, Okay, to. okay. I was going to say. It was my first time. Yeah, yeah. No, it was my first time buying one of those like coffee syrups. And I didn't even think to look. I was like, they would never make this sugar-free. And sure enough, they did, and it was horrible. Either that and or it's just not going to hit the same as it does when someone else makes it for you. So oh, yeah, like a salad or sandwich. Yes, it's so true. Both those things, when they're made for you, way better. So good. Even Unless like ice a water. salad in France. True. <laughs> With a caterpillar in it. But sometimes <laughs> like even iced water tastes better if someone like put the ice in the water for you. True. And then like filled it up. True. Yep. It's very true. It tastes yeah. like crisper or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like it's made with love, you know? It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, heck no's. Okay, my heck no is, I, I was like sharing this on my Instagram, but for all you who have forgotten or want to hear me complain again or don't have Instagram. <laughs> um, so I got to Japan uh, Monday evening. So a um, week, week ago when you're hearing this. And my girlfriend, Emily, shout out, Emily, you've literally been my lifesaver this week (laughs) and your husband, we open up the front door. Okay. So she picks me up from the airport. We open up the front door and all of a sudden a cockroach comes flying at us and we slam the front door and she goes, we're going to get my husband. And granted, oh it's like ten thirty at night. So we drive over to her house, which is like a block away. And this, you know, military basis. Right. And um, he walks in the front door and she's like, we need you. And he's like sitting on the couch, like about to go to bed. So we, we take him away, bring him inside. He brings the raid and he we're like hunting for now granted there's a ton of bugs big spiders beetles like silverfish things like i cannot all the bugs you can think of everywhere and so but really what we are doing is like hunting everywhere for this cockroach and what makes it even worse is like every single door and cabinet was open because you do that so that because so it's not a dark place where mold grows yeah Yeah, exactly. So everything was open, every drawer, everything. And so it's like this cockroach could really be anywhere at this point. Like it could. Mm -hmm. And cockroaches also fly and they have like a pretty big range of where they can go. And I was like, all right, if there's one, there's definitely more. We found it after hunting every corner of the house. Um, it was in the laundry room, which I don't know how it got in there because the laundry room door was closed. So that's also weird. And it's like a sealed close, like oh, love like that outdoor seal because there's no AC or air in there. So it like seals shut. I don't know. How, it's okay. confusing. But so I have no idea how the cockroach got in there, but it was in there. He killed it and it's still sitting there dead because <laughs> that's Patrick's job. Yep. Yep. 
So I like want evidence. You killed it. He can remove the body. And I like want a little bit of like sympathy points too. Um, <laughs> Look at how big this sucker is. Look at what I had to sacrifice. Um, so yeah, heck no to bugs. And I'm just, I, this is going to sound so privileged, but I'm like really sick of having two homes. <laughs> yeah it's it's a lot you know yeah, I would be too yeah that's not normal no yeah this was never never the intention um <laughs> never did I think we would be 25 I never did I think I would be 25 and married much less 25 married two homes with a long distance marriage so right. really threw a curveball or me. having a home in Kentucky never in my yeah. life did I think that <laughs> I would never want to pick Kentucky either for you. Oh my gosh. I Anywhere know. on the map. Mm, Kentucky. Kentucky. No. Yeah. So um it's it's just like a lot of work handling it yourself, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. obviously Patrick would help if he could, but it's just a lot of work, like you know, yeah, taking care of that's why my grass outside is knee high. Oh, yay. It's higher than knee high. I wish you could see it. I'll send a photo or I'll post it in the Facebook or, or Facebook. Um or frick instagram one the dang heck instagram wow yeah so I, yeah and that needs to happen yeah and i think i'm just gonna let it keep growing <laughs> it's thriving why ruin I'm like it? i don't remember signing a contract where we get a fine from the hoa or something there's no HOA right here. right like, i'm gonna right. let it grow <laughs> grow baby grow <laughs> You just fly me out. I like to mow lawns these days, so I'll you do it for with free. The bugs, you won't with the bugs in this yard. There's I mean, different bugs here. That's probably true. I hate, yeah, I hate bugs. There's I also only mow these, in the like, morning. Yes, and there's these, oh, it's like wet in the morning, though. It is kind of wet in the morning, but yeah. then there's no bugs. Yeah. Um. There's these big, like, centipedes here, and if you kill them, it attracts more bugs. It's like <gasps> a thing. So you keep it's from a like horror movie. Yeah, like the scent attracts more of them. That's and it's a not whole okay. thing. And they're they're everywhere. That's disgusting. So. Oh, for sure. And they're massive. Like think of like your pointer finger. No. Yes. I held up my pinky first because I was like, there's no way she means a mm-hmm. finger bigger than my pinky. Yep. Okay. Number one. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your heck no? Tell um, me about this crockpot situation. Okay, so the <laughs> there were two two hecknos. One was an OG one, but then my life got horrible this evening. I'm kidding. Um, I made a chicken crockpot meal. It was supposed to be supposed to be allegedly the recipe was for chicken pot pie, and I was like, okay, we like yeah, chicken it's like, pot pie. It's, it's hard to screw up chicken pot pie. It is. And I know the girls like it. And I was like, perfect. And then it said a can of Pillsbury biscuits, just pop them in the oven and put them on top of this. Like, cause basically what you're making in the crock pot is the filling. And then you yeah. just throw some biscuits on top. And I was like, cool, yeah. we don't have Pillsbury biscuits, but I make bread. I'll just make some biscuits. Like not even a big deal. And I was like, kind of prideful about it. And I thought about almost, this is the best part. I thought about recording myself and being like calls for Pillsbury biscuits. Like, nope, I'm going to make them myself. <laughs> I made those biscuits twice because they were freaking raw in the middle, even after I doubled the bake time and burnt the bottoms off of them and then switched up how high I like let the dough be before I cut the biscuit out. 
Did you just wing it? Like, or was it a recipe? No, no, no. It was a recipe. Is this the recipe you used for the chicken pot pie? Um, let's see. She just sent me a Pinterest link, you guys. Because I've made this one. Oh, no. No. That's, okay. Oh, it has cream cheese in it? Yeah, probably. Okay, no. So mine had, um, and this is kind of where it got gross. So the biscuits were a bust, and I was like, this is disgusting. Who so it was wants soup. to eat? It was like stew then. No, no biscuits. No, so then yeah, it, just it was like, like stew. Chicken pot which pie is stew. Okay. Stupid. Yeah. Well, it the, still could be the, good. I get it. It could still be good. Yeah. But I dragged out our dinner time, start our start of dinner to try and get these biscuits done. Uh-huh. And then it's like, everyone's crazy. Jeannie's losing it. It's 10 minutes away from her bedtime. Like, this is not, you do crock pots so that your evening is so much more relaxed. But Megan's just trying to be creative with her bread making over here. Well, and then we we start eating the crock pot meal and Jeannie eats it. I'm like, cool. She's been a horrible eater lately. So I'm like, great. I'm glad you like it. I'm still waiting for mine to cool down. I start eating it and I'm like, this is disgusting. Like, this is really bad. And I looked at Avery and I didn't say anything because he had told me like a couple minutes before that, hey, this isn't too bad. And I was like, yeah, okay, I haven't tried it yet. And then I tried it and I was like, no, this is like really gross. Um, And I told him, I was like, this is bad. And he was like, I mean, I feel like you've made a different recipe before. And I was like, yeah, I've never made this one. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, You lied. You lied to me earlier about it being good. And he I didn't think say it was good. Thing, he just said it's not bad. It's not bad. That's true. Um, <laughs> I think the thing that made it disgusting was that cream of chicken. Yeah. Like you put cream of chicken on top of it and then you put sour cream in at the end. And it just, without a biscuit, without even like a pie crust or anything, it was just snot good. It was just, it was horrible. It, wait, did you say snot? Like no, a, it was just not not good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you always use like cream of chicken, cream of mushroom. I've always used. Yeah, but then the sour cream at the end. I don't like sour cream to begin with, and I just didn't like the way that that tasted. And then the consistency of it all without like a good crust or a biscuit or something was just gross. I just it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I actually have never. I've never done the one with cream cheese or sour cream. It's always the the cream of chicken gets the cream fine. Yeah. yeah. And then I probably could have left chicken broth or whatever. Yeah. I used cream of chicken and I used chicken broth. I just it probably thickened ugh. it up nicely, but like the texture was probably good. The texture was okay, but it wasn't okay without a biscuit or Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I, I can see that. I get Jeannie to bed because she ate it all. And I was like, cool, good. At least one of us did. Carried well, that's her meal it. for the next I know, I've two weeks. Leftovers, <laughs> um, until she decides tomorrow that she hates it. And I look at Avery and I'm like, I, we got to, I'm going to either door dash something or as soon as I put Jeannie down, I'm going to run somewhere, grab something, bring it back and then start this recording. And he's like, Where, what are you going to door dash? And I said, Chick-fil-A probably because it's the quickest and the closest. And he was like, okay. Like, get me a milkshake. And I was like, cool. So I order DoorDash, put Jeannie down, waiting for DoorDash, cleaning the kitchen. DoorDash, it says DoorDash has arrived. I'm like, great. So I open the door. It's missing my drink. I got a large blue Powerade because I love their ice. And right now, ice is like my favorite food. I'm 33 weeks pregnant. I was like really looking forward to that blue Powerade. Yeah, then screw I the chicken. Screw the chicken. 
made a I cup of ice. I open the bag. All of the fries are soggy. All of the chicken yeah. nuggets are cold and soggy and like wet. You know when they're like wet? I've and never, I just start yeah. crying. I literally just start crying. <laughs> this is, and I tell Avery, I'm like, this is so stupid, but they got it all wrong and I'm so hungry and dinner was they already wrong yes. prior to this. When you get like filet delivered, they don't care if you get the crappiest food. They do not care. They always jip you. The fries are yeah. always soggy and they don't care. They give you the bottom of the barrel because they're not making eye contact with you. Yeah. So I got all $14 refunded to my Good. card because I was like, screw Snaps this. For that. Avery got his chick- his milkshake. And then right as like I was heading upstairs, he asked Carrie if she wanted to go on an adventure. And he said, I'll be right back. And he's going to Star- or not Starbucks, Chick-fil-A right now to re-get my meal. So if he comes back in with food, I might snack and mute and snack and mute because Good. I have not eaten dinner yet. And I am clearly hormonal and emotional about it. But it's fine. It's such it's a first world problem. I'm just going to offer this up for all the people that I said I would pray for and then forgot. It's fine. <laughs> well, Anyways. we've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. yeah. So. There's definitely like this level of hormonal parallels to like the level of hormonal right after giving birth. And I'm just like, yeah, this checks out, but it's also just so silly. Like, I would laugh at myself if I were a fly on the wall and I'm watching this happen. I just freaking broke down over Chick-fil-A. Like, who does that? Like, that's not right. Well, you were hangry, so. I was, yeah. Hangry you were so hungry, sad, sangry. Wait, was... wait, sung- sunger. Sad sunger. hunger. You were yeah. sunger. I, I get sunger. it. I'm very sunger, sunger does right that. now. <laughs> that was my heck no. It was horrible. Worst evening of my life this pregnancy. I'm kidding. But <laughs> heck yes is that my outfit was still really cute. My earrings were still really cute. Avery complimented me this morning as he left. Um, they are the pearl hoops from the little Catholic. Again, a big like, what do you call it? Statement earring, but it's yeah. not pulling my earlobe to the floor. And I it's elegant. It. It's very elegant. Yeah. yeah. And they fall, like, it's just, they're perfect. I love them. It's gold-filled. Freshwater pearls are, like, hanging off of them, so it's very cute. Mm -hmm. It's unique. I don't, I've never seen this before. Me neither. Um, It's all very Pearls are really in. Pearls are so in right now. Pearls with gold are, like, Mm -hmm. everything. They are. I mean, it's literally on my wrist. I love it. Everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, But they're another little Catholic statement earring. They're literally called Pearl Hoops online. And she gave us code HEC20 for 20% off. Um, everything is made in the USA by artisans in California. And I just love, I love supporting Catholic businesses that are based in America. You know, patriotism, man. America. For Patrick. For Patrick. For Patrick. For Avery. <laughs> Patrick's the one at war. <laughs> Uh, anyways um, wow that was weird we were just both like "Ah, (laughs) military life so yes heck two zero for 20 percent off the little catholic you can find them on um everything in our show notes and you'll also find their instagram handle if you don't follow them on instagram it is a must follow yes you have to if you still want to be friends with us kidding okay megan's <laughs> megan's aggressive tonight her son, i'm saying her i'm sanger i'm sanger, sanger. 
anyways, <laughs> um, we did want to bring something up tonight that's been coming to our attention. Um, and it's been brought up often, whether on our personal Instagram pages or on our what in the dang heck page. Um, it's unfortunate, um, but we felt like we needed to um, acknowledge it and what was going on. So some of you are aware that our episodes with Father Crow are no longer available, and many of you are aware of the news headlines regarding his current situation. And we wanted to take time to note that everything he said in our two series episodes with him about the demonic and spiritual warfare was and still is true to ter- church teaching, mm-hmm. um, and which made it hard to take down because it was such a valuable and insightful podcast, but we didn't want them to be abused by media outlets that don't understand the demonic and spiritual element to our faith life as Catholics. And then we also want to take the time to remind all of us that not even priests are spared from Satan's deceit. So for Avery and I personally, it kicked us in the butt to pray for our local priests more. Like coming up with everything that was going on, we were just like, wow, when was the last time we prayed for our local priests? Like, I can't even recall. That's a problem. That's an issue. Um, Because he's... Satan's aim is to cause division, mistrust, and scandal, and he's only capable of that if we relinquish personal authority and give in to his lies. So I understand this is probably causing all sorts of confusion, mistrust with the episode, mistrust with priests, all kinds of things like that, but prayer for the universal church, the priesthood, Father Crow, and all of those involved is the road that we're choosing to walk down, and we hope you guys will join us because it's the road that Satan doesn't want us to walk down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was angry, sad, still am yeah. both of those. Um, and I became obsessed with the case the past month. Um, and my spiritual director banned me from Googling or following along on anything last week. <laughs> and in the past week, I've not touched any of it. And my life has been so much better. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's my warning. Um, yeah. Satan loves Prudent. for me, yeah, to become obsessed with things that involve him. So, yeah, that's no true. more. It's sad. I'm angry. All the things, confusion. I'm with you, yeah. feeling all the same things you're feeling. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. So, yeah. that being said, moving on to some exciting news with a very abrupt transition. Um, <laughs> So find that Catholic gal is up and running again. Um, Mm, Baby. Yes. (laughs) Sarah, Sarah, the photographer we brought with us to France, her handles by Sarah K. Um, She had been asking me like months ago if she could take it over and like do it because I just didn't have the capacity to run it. And finally, I found the password and was like, yes, please. This is so sweet of you. And, um, she's like completely revamped it and find that Catholic gal was something I started beginning of 2020 or end of 2019. I can't remember. I was living in LA and pretty much what it is. It's a private account. You join it and every state is listed. There's even Canada and Europe and you comment what area you are at. And then you can see other women that are in that area. And then you guys can meet up. There's been over 500 women when I was running it. I stopped running it two years ago. I think I stopped running it like 20 end of 2021, beginning of 2022. And yeah, over 500 people have met up. There's people who were in each other's weddings. Now people that like started dating Mm -hmm. each other's, um, brothers, like such fruit from it. 
And I'm so glad it's up and running. So it's the handle find that Catholic gal on Instagram, join it, share where you are, reach out to other people. You'll like communities, everything, you know, Megan and I met on social media and I couldn't be more grateful. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For real. I'm so glad that's back up and running because (laughs) I did that one post that was like, comment below where you're from and then scroll through the 2000 plus comments and find someone where you're at and everyone was like could we just do find that catholic gal like that that was like way easier (laughs) like (laughs) shocker something (laughs) no yours was a brilliant idea i'm just i'm all about systems and organization my brain works in systems Mm -hmm. and so that's just what i had come up with and then i got too genius much on my plate (laughs) no Totally understandable, but I just know there's so many women that like the day that that came back live, they were like, praise Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was like wiped clean. So if you had done it previously, um, Sarah had wiped it clean. Cause all those, I mean, like I don't live in California anymore. So I guarantee a lot of half the people don't live where they said they used to live, you know, right. So right. Comment again, everything's oh, starting new and do your thing. Get together, get brunch. Okay. So you wanted to share something that you were talking about in spiritual direction. Oh yeah. Okay. So I saw my spiritual director for the first time since before France yesterday. Oh shoot. Yeah. It had been a little while. Um, and sometimes I just sit and wait until something comes to me that I'm like pressed about spiritually. And I'm like, I don't know what to do about this or whatever anyways we were talking about side note side note that doesn't work for me having it monthly keeps me accountable to actually like finding something because there's always something that's actually really good I should just do that Uh yeah yeah because if I waited I would I would delay it forever and ever because I would just be like oh like I don't really need to like pay attention right now (laughs) (laughs) okay I actually like that approach though I need to change to that Um, but my priest is saying that it's no wonder God gave you your vocation. He so clearly wants you to be a saint and he needs you to let go of control to do so. And the whole, everything that I kept bringing up, he just kept bringing it back to control and my desire for control. And I was like, this is not where I saw any of this going. Um, so I was caught off a little bit, but he was like, it's, it's no wonder God gave you your specific vocation, Meg. Baby boy's pregnancy, we Avery and I thought we were about to take a break. I literally was about to learn how to use a fertility tracker the day I found out I was pregnant with him. Okay? Let go of control. Um, the tough and suck of Jeannie's postpartum from month four to about month nine. Horrible. There was literally nothing I could do about it. I did everything I could about it, and it never it went away eventually on its own when I got pregnant again. Um, and I just had to let go of control. It was outside of my control. Uh, being married to a military man constantly moving cc understands this that is a that is a different vocation in and of itself where it's like total loss of control okay (laughs) um and so it made me think about how all the times i say god is not coincidental and he's very intentional and i've said that before sharing the beautiful romantic cute story about how it is well came on in my car as I drove home from the bar after my ex had cheated on me. Well, my then boyfriend had cheated on me 
in front of me with my best friend. And then I ended up marrying a man with it is well tattooed to his side and his last name is Wells. And it's like, wow, God is so cool. And it's like, that's great. But also he isn't worthy of praise just in the good and happy, beautiful, romantic things. He's intentional at all times and he desires your sanctity at all times and in all things. So the whole, you know, tough and suck of postpartum with Jeannie, the whole, oh my gosh, we're pregnant again. And we were just going to not be pregnant for a little bit. <laughs> like, okay. He's intentional and very specific during those things as well. And it's all for our sanctity. Um, and so ha- having my spiritual director bring that to light was like, mm, okay. Yeah. I definitely it's have a bias a good, towards it's such a good like, reminder. Yeah, it is. It is a very good reminder. It was also hilarious because as he kept bringing up control, I thought about when we were at your house and Father Ken, who we are going to have on this podcast soon, which is very exciting. Next week. Next Next week. week. Gosh, well, this is fitting. Okay. So we had Father Ken over for dinner and then afterwards he, we all hung out for a bit, but then he did he prayed over us um he prayed over us individually so he prayed over mary and jerry lenneberg and then he prayed over me and he kept saying he kept bringing to light like i feel like you're just holding on to something like you're not letting go of control and all i could think about when he was saying that at that time was what are you talking about like i've let go of so much work i have pulled back so much i've like let go of so many things that i love to do like tangible you're thinking tangible. of tangible yes things. yes i'm like going down the list in my head of like yep let go of that let go of that stop doing that pull back on that and to focus on my family and my children and god's been so gracious and it's been hard but very fulfilling and it's been the right decisions but I'm like, I can't fathom what else I could possibly be holding on to. And then in this spiritual direction, every single time I brought something up that had, I thought, nothing to do with control, my priest was like, um, all I hear in that is control. And I was like, you're joking. There it is. There it is. Thank you for revealing that to me. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so it went full circle. He knows Father Ken as well. And so he was like, that's amazing. He's awesome. Um, and I was just like, yep. And I need to work on holy indifference is what he said, which is if it's bad, if it's good, doesn't matter because you know that it's God's will and that's all you're here to do. Oh, I love that. I'm writing that down. Holy indifference. Uh-huh. I think it's from St. Augustine. Augustine. Shocker. Augustine. I don't know how to say it right, but yeah, I know. Shocker, right? Um, yeah, um that's, that's what good. I'll be doing. Because it's like doing stuff or like being detached from the outcome of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what I brought up was how I'm okay. I'll just go into it real quick. I was. You don't need to be quick. We're we're okay. We well, got I time. To- <laughs> <laughs> you got time, even though you wish the time would fly. Yeah. Um, I brought up how I don't like I. We pray every night that this postpartum goes smoother. That's all I prayed about at Lord's. I was like, if you just want to apply future healing, God, on postpartum, that's the only healing I need and want right now. Like, that's just, that would be swell. Um, so that's when you all I prayed about. That's the only healing you need. I know. I know. <laughs> I like, just, put it, just put it all the eggs in one basket, a couple months down the road. We can be really specific here. Um, and that's all I prayed about, all I journaled about. And then I'm bringing this up to our spiritual director and he's like, I'm telling him last postpartum, the first thing I did 
and Cece laughs at the fact that this was my like immediate thought and remedy was I took my four-month-old baby my <laughs> what was she like two two-year-old something hardly daughter hardly two-year-old daughter to daily mass I started taking him to daily mass and it was chaos and I was the only one there with two small children because I was like maybe the Eucharist will fix everything and when I say that that church echoes it oh it echoes echoes. (laughs) oh yeah especially with you know the number of daily mass goers which is like 10 Mm -hmm. um and I'm just trying to like every morning I was just getting up and like rushing out the door to get to daily masks. I was like, I need the Eucharist. It's going to solve everything, which isn't like, like a bad some thing. Some people. Yeah. Some people are like, I just need to get out of the house. And that means a walk around my property. And <laughs> it's just like, I just had so much faith you. in the Eucharist. Like, I really commend um, you. Like, well, it's incredible. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with it was because I was like, if I just get to daily mass and I receive the Eucharist, if I just start spiritual direction, if I just start praying a rosary daily, then God will fix my problem because I have done X, Y, and Z. I've done all mm-hmm. the right things. And now he will give me what I want. And it's like, nope. Not transactional at all, but we've yeah, all been there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not how that works. Yeah. Um, and I needed to go through that and it needed to suck for five freaking months because I needed to realize that like, that's a good, good try, Meg. Like that's how your brain's wired. Um, it's worked well for you. You've had success with, you know, getting X, Y, and Z done, doing the to-do list, staying on top of everything um, and reaping the rewards but that's not, God wants a daughter. He doesn't want a doer. So like (laughs) he he wants, he wants Mary. He doesn't want Martha, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm Martha all the time, 24 seven. You're not a worrier. You're not like a worrier though. So I think that's the only differentiator. No, I'm not a worrier. Um, but I just, yeah, I'm like, if I can just do all these things, then it'll happen. And it's like, no, 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 no the minute and and the other part too is I've always prided myself in being very self-aware which isn't a bad thing again but I become so self-aware that I just look inward and figure out what my problems are and how I could do better and be better all the time it's what you do when you're an athlete it's what you do like just at all times you could always be better how can I be better how can I be better and then you stop looking at Jesus and you just focus inward how I yeah I can do it yeah I can do it I can do it I know what my problem is. I've revealed my own issues and now I'm going to fix them. Like that's the problem. And so he was, that's where holy indifference came into play. That's where. Well, like, it makes the- sense. Cause with athletic, it's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know a soccer, but like I need to point my toe here. I was a gymnast for 14 years. Yes. And, um, so it's like, okay, well, like I'm just going to like point my toe mm-hmm. then I don't need to like pray about how I'm going to point my right right foot do it like yeah you know you just do it but it's said so different in the spiritual realm yes and it's hard to switch that over because I mean even in even in work even in parenting because you'll even say it half the time you're like well who are you comparing it to and I'm like well no one I've just decided that it's an issue I have that I need to fix yeah Or, or you'll be like well how like have you is that a bad thing? And I'm like, well, no, I've just decided that it's a bad thing and I need to be better. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I pick all these different things. Well, you're putting the stuff. pressure. You put yes. pressure on yourself. Yes. Which because it's good, how I, how but... I make things happen. You know, like if there's no pressure on me, then I'm just going to get lazy. Um, yeah. But 
again, that's the difference between he was saying contemplative prayer and just like praying and writing off all your stuff to God. And instead of just sitting there and doing that, he was like, just sit there and look at God and just let him reveal things to you. Let him tell you what he wants to tell you. Let him bring up whatever wounds he wants. And then don't do anything about it. Just continue to sit there, look at him, see what he has to say about it. See how he reacts. See, like, just look at his face. Imagine his face. Don't run off and think, okay, God gave me an issue. Now I'm going to go fix it because then you're back to being self-focused. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow, I've got a lot to work on. I should have asked for healing in different areas of my life. <laughs> not too late, girl. Not too late. I know. I know. Um, but it was all just very good and very good to realize that all of this is like control based. And if I can like nip yeah. that in the bud, then it's like, okay, like holy indifference. This postpartum can be different with holy indifference, which is really um encouraging, I guess. But it's like easier most said than problems done. I have are because of trying to control things. Mm-hmm. That's the core of almost every problem I have yeah. is yeah. my own ability to relinquish control. Yep. Um, Apparently and I think same. that's more, yeah. And I think that's like, honestly, more of a woman thing than a man thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. I haven't really thought about it too much, but I just feel like I have such a harder problem with that than my husband or men that I know. Well, I feel like it goes back to the garden and how guys have their their bigger gripe or their bigger issue is either like indifference or lack of like being involved, being protective, being like just sitting on the back burner, being passive, mm. I guess is the best word for that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. for us, it's a desire for control. God said not to do that. And we said, well, Satan said it would be good for us and I could be like God. So... But it's interesting because it's like, (laughs) yes. And it's so interesting, I think, because the other's vice can be the other's virtue. So like our ability, our like want for control, it can also be like a really big virtue for a man in the sense of like authority, right? Like being able to take charge, assertive. Yeah. Things like that is like so masculine energy. You know, and then like if they're passive, that's like a vice for them because mm-hmm. actually that's something that like makes me gag like, frustrated. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like control makes men like when women have control, yes. it makes men frustrated. Right. And so it yep. kind of like humiliates each other or is like a cycle of, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, feminism, no, but uh, <laughs> emasculating, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. when you hear like, oh, she runs the pants in that family. What yeah. do you think of? You think how lame the guy is, right? Right, right, exactly. Um, it's like it's like a perverted yeah. view of like, I mean, sin. that's what sin is. Sin is perversion. But yeah. it's just, yeah, it's very eye-opening. And it's very clear uh, that I need to be, I need to work. I'm too much of a doer. And I'm too much of like an active, like I just, I'm an active participant in my life at all times. And but it's I need... also like, but that's the thing. God will take your greatest or, or the devil yes. will take your greatest virtue mm-hmm. and make it a vice, right? Horrible. So... Yeah. Because this isn't an inherently bad thing. No, it's a, it's a good thing. I don't, I'm not a doormat. I don't just like sit by and let the world totally. happen to me and go, God will save me. Like, no, that's an issue. Um, 
but yeah, Satan has taken my um, strengths and worked them against me. And now I've got to navigate, but right. Yeah. It's with all of us. So yeah, if you're yeah. listening, think of one of your greatest strengths and think of how the devil has twisted it because mm. or potential that's... ways that he could, because then it might start making you think, oh wait, he is doing that. Or it just mm-hmm. might, it might just make you more aware. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for instance, I can, I am like, um, how am I going to say this? Uh, compliment yourself do it (laughs) I can like research and learn really fast on just about any topic you and Avery are very similar in that way yeah but it's also my biggest one of my biggest struggles is because I become obsessed and then distracted so Mm -hmm. this is like not even a prayer thing it's just like just your greatest gifts can also be your biggest frustrations that hold you back yeah if you're not done in uh like virtuous mean manner yeah it's all, I literally it's the balance and the moderation and it made me yeah. think of the virtuous mean and I was like dang nabbit it's never leaving uh-huh. <laughs> never leave forever <laughs> oh, docility man I know I was like it keeps coming back I thought I was doing so good we had a voicemail and a girl was like I was listening like I've been catching up on all your podcasts binging them whatever and docility has also been haunting me and I was like welcome yes sis welcome to <laughs> the crazy train <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so right now I have burning. I actually brought it with me to Japan uh, in my suitcase. It was oh my gosh, Pax, what? Pax Rosa's candle. You did not. Yep, I did. I appreciate uh, that. Because you can't find like a holistic candle here. You can't find soy wax like at the commissary. Oh, or yeah. sorry, at the, at the, um, exchange here on base yeah, so i find was yankee like, candle yeah and that's for sure horrible and, for you and we we have some yankee here um but i was like oh i want to bring this one because it smells so good all of pax rosa's candles are hand poured modern saint and prayer candles and the mission is to really rekindle the habit of prayer and I, we were talking about this last time how it's kind of fun to have certain things you only like drink light use when praying like I only use this special pen or like I just have pens that I love more than others and I'm just like I'm only going to use this one when I journal I'm only going to light this candle when I pray I'm only going to drink this coffee when I, you know so it's like you're assigning to make it an experience uh the candle I have is the sea of Galilee candle and so it's made up of essential oils like sweet orange mandarin cinnamon eucalyptus clove um, grapefruit, pine, like all the things, all the things. It smells amazing. It makes your whole house. Like my, when I light it downstairs, even my upstairs smells like it. Um, it's true. It is true. Yeah. So check it out. Pax Rosa use code heck 10 for 10% off your order. And you can find all details as always in our show notes. You know what her candles would pair really nicely with a pumpkin drink from Starbucks. (laughs) I'm so <laughs> <lost>. <laughs> just saying, no. just the season no, for no. candles and pumpkin cold foam. 
It's good. It's good. Okay. So we have, um, someone texted in with a, like, help me question. Let's hear it. So anonymous. Hi, question about jealousy. There's this girl that I've known for years and she's been into my boyfriend and she's occasionally text him asking for advice about her dating life. And I never really minded, at least told myself that I didn't because I didn't want to be, you know, the crazy jealous girlfriend or take away his freedom to have girl friendships. I also completely trust my boyfriend and felt like he was probably just helping this girl out. Well, recently this girl started dating his best friend, me saying shocker, and is moving to the same town as my boyfriend. And she occasionally still texts him, but now it's about random things and not necessarily asking for help. I also really don't like that she's close in proximity now, and it makes me super uncomfortable. And I've talked to my boyfriend about it, and he's just not really sure what he can do because the girl's his best friend's girlfriend. So it's not like he can just block her or not talk to her when he sees his friend. And I also found myself really holding a grudge against this girl in my head, which I hate that I've, because I've never been the type of gal to do that. So any advice on this situation or how to make boundaries without being the jealous girlfriend? Thanks. Wow. That is a very specific scenario. Yeah. You want me to go? I have some thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe I can chime in. We'll see. Okay. So, um, I think there's a lot of, you can take a lot of solace in the fact that like he chose you. So it's, it's more like an annoyance, like you're making the annoyance. Cause it doesn't seem like your boyfriend's annoyed, um, about this. And it doesn't seem like her boyfriend is annoyed about this or sees a problem with it. And it doesn't seem like you know what I mean? Like you're the only one annoyed in this situation is what I'm getting at. And I'm not saying that like her reaching out, I don't have a big opinion on that. I have guy friends. My husband has girl friends, you know? Um, okay. Where am I going with this? All that to be said, the jealousy is in your own control. So that's on you. No matter what actions happen, Jealousy is something you have to take responsibility for, envy, and only you can move on from that. Nothing that like, even if this girl poof went away, the jealousy is still within you and you need to find a way to control that because it's not like the jealousy isn't just about her. Like jealousy is like in your heart. You know what I mean? Like this is something you're dealing with. So I would be surprised if this was the only case. I know you said this has never happened before, but like if this would be the first and last time when it came to men in your life that you would be jealous then. So it's kind of like you need to nip it in the bud since this is in your control and your responsibility to take care of. Now I will say that it is, okay, so- in my young 20s, when I had a boyfriend and my, I don't know, like my boyfriend's best friend, it wouldn't be rare for me to like hang out or like be close with my boyfriend's best friend. You know what I mean? Like, that's not weird to me. Like, my husband's best friend, we talk on the phone once a month. Like that's just, it's not a weird concept to me. That makes sense to me to be close with 
your boyfriend's or husband's best friends. That's feels natural, um, like a natural order of things. Mm -hmm. Now I'm curious as to why you think that she has been into your boyfriend. Like what, what, what led you to that assumption? Yeah. I, Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would just say the thing for me, and this is probably actually not even probably this is coming from a place of being wounded by men oh before. shoot You're, this has literally happened to you <laughs> sort of sort of friend. yeah it was, she wasn't my best friend but she was a teammate good friend um and I was just I was blindsided so your steps ahead of me in regards to the, to the fact that you have your guard up and you're suspicious I was just like naive nothing's wrong totally trust everyone this is all great so I think there is like a, a happy middle ground to be had there to like understand what's going on and if you think she's been into your boyfriend then there must be some sort of actions on yeah their sides right that have proven that to be the case and if there's not then maybe dig into that wound a bit more for yourself because the jealousy does need to be rooted out by yourself only I agree with Cece on that part but as far as being friends with and texting other like if I were to text Avery's guy friend unless I'm trying to surprise Avery for his birthday or something, I'm not texting him solo. It's in a group chat between us three. And same thing for Avery, unless he's trying to surprise me or set up something for me and make it a surprise. I mean, yeah, if he's trying to surprise me, otherwise we're all in a group chat and it just like leaves no room for question whatsoever. So I guess that would be an easy way to maybe make this not so bad have a group chat of you four yeah why not and, that could be fun and this being said it doesn't mean your your boyfriend can't set a boundary and just be like hey I just prefer we like chat just in the group chat it's just easier for me I'm bad texting you know it's just easier if we yeah. keep all conversation in there yeah simple as that you know literally but you don't want to like you have to be really strategic on how often you bring it up because the worst thing you want a guy to feel is that you don't trust him Yes. If you do trust him. <laughs> now, if you don't yeah, trust like him, if, then yeah. it's not a yeah. problem that he feels like you don't trust him. <laughs> but since sure. you say you do trust him, it's a problem if he ever feels like you don't. Because yeah. that they see that as like lack of respect. And for men, respect is everything. Yep. Yep. We've said that before. They'd rather be expect or expected. <laughs> They'd rather be respected than loved. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Than feel loved. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't freak out about the whole, like her moving proximity thing. I mean, it would be, she would have to be so psycho to, for her like diabolical plan to be, okay, I want your boyfriend. So I'm going to date his best friend. So then I can swoop in and get him. Like, is she that evil? Like, think of it logically. Like, is she really want your boyfriend? And that's why she's dating his best friend (laughs) you know what I mean right right she would have to be really evil to plan that yeah I mean it's not out of the question but it's not I don't put it past some girls but but it does add it does kind of put you in a position to check yourself a little bit and go like okay really am I overreacting and in in this text or message or whatever it does I do get a sense that you also feel that you are like, this is kind of ridiculous. Not that it is at all, but you do get a sense of like, you're questioning, like, this is just, 
I, I'm thinking too hard about this. This is so frustrating. Why yeah. is this an issue I'm struggling with? Um, so hopefully that helps. I mean, but- I've been there where I felt jealous and been like, this girl is trying <laughs> to swoop in. Okay. Like when <sighs> Snapchat best friends were a thing, I'm like, absolutely not. Why is she your number two? <laughs> Snapchat best friends is, yeah. Oof, that was that that's was toxic. That's the horrible. epitome of stirring I drama. Freaking cannot with Snapchat. I know. I know. So, um, I mean, what you're feeling is probably valid for a reason, but like we said, you have to take responsibility of your jealousy because that's in your hands. Like you can't let yourself sin because of what someone else is doing. It can't be, you have to be, take full control of that. Yeah. But the strategy, like being strategic with your words and trying to come up with a solution for both you and your boyfriend is like not out of the question, not out of the picture. Um, and I think it actually would be kind of smart or telling to see how you guys navigate that because then yeah. that will continue to come up during marriage and you want to feel like he like is your number one fan and will do anything to protect you. But you also have to be realistic and honest with yourself about what you need protecting from. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> So yeah. And it's just Megan and I, we've talked about this before when we had our husbands on, we are, our marriages have different views on friendships within marriage of the opposite. It's set. true. It's we true. Just we do. do. So, and we're all still friends. Look at yeah. you guys. Look at that. We can be different. <laughs> so <Wow>. take that, <laughs> take our, our different opinions into account with our yeah. advice giving. So, and then call back and see which one you feel more on team with. Okay. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> you should actually, I mean, if we did a poll, uh, you should actually do it. <laughs> if we did a poll on our Instagram, I think you would probably win. Well, yeah, because I'm on the side of like, save more me. caution. Well, yeah, more caution. And just like, I have been burned. So of course yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't want to be burned. So I'm going to pick Meg's side. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get, I get yours. I see nothing wrong with yours. Yeah. I just know mine's out of a, a wound for sure. Or I think of like how many times I talked to Austin, the basic Catholic a, a week. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that'd be so weird if like I had and to be in a group chat. Yeah, that is true. But but the difference between that us is we're as close with Austin too, but I never call him. He and I never talk one-on-one. Yeah. It's always like, oh, he's FaceTimes Avery. And then I'm like, hey. Or he okay, so, visits and yeah. then we're like, hey. So it's just different. It's just like naturally or like organically, it happens differently. Yeah. Because yeah, him and I have a thing where it's like, we'll call any time of the night and we yeah. will pick up. Yeah. And I, it's just, I would be like, Austin is dying if he called me. I'd be like, (laughs) something is, or it's like my kid's birthday. Like, that's what it's got to be. And it's not that it's like any less close. It's just Mm -mm. the difference of like, um, standard, like whatever standard you have in your marriage, it like comes out through, you know? Right. So, and I don't think it's ever been spoken about. It's just like, that's just how it happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Your hair looks fantastic right now. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm ripping a knot out of mine as we speak. So I literally have butterflies well. right now. I'm Aww. like, need to pee. Yeah. 
I need to pee all the time too. I just like my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, we have a few more like little topics that I think might be fun to bring up, Mm. but I wanted to talk about hallow. Oh my gosh. Yes. Their posters are all over our church right now because school just got back and I was like, yes, everybody go get the app. Get it and get three months free with our what in the dang heck yes, <laughs> code. It's true. It's true. Okay, so Hallow, they are well, first of all, they just have like a lot of different uh things on their app now. So it's a Christian prayer app, but they're all they added something new, which is kind of fun for me. They did a saint quote every day. And Ooh, what you what? can do, yeah. And you can like send it to someone as well. Now there's this feature where you can share it. I know. You never sent me one. What the heck? I'll send you one right now from St. Bartholomew. Okay, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) But there's so much you can do. So like what I've done is I've set a routine where at a certain time of the day, it reminds me to pray my um, divine mercy chaplet. And then Mm -hmm. another certain time of the day, it reminds me to do um, they have like daily reflections, like daily examines reflecting on your day. And so I set it at a time. And you can create whatever routine you want. Like, let's say you pick up your kid from school the same time every day. Well, you can set a notification that when you get in the car at that time, it always reminds you like, this is your time to pray the rosary or whatever that is. And so you feel accountable. Um, And they've just thought of everything. And I love that it's not just a Christian app. It's specifically Catholic, but Christians obviously use it. Um, But I love that it's like, centered around saints and the Holy church and the catechism and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's so much to do on the app. You can get three months free at hallow.com backslash what in the dang heck three months free. And as always, you can find everything in our show notes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I learned something new about them every single week. Honestly, (laughs) they like come out with something new every single week. I'm like, okay, y'all are on top of it. Oh yeah. I'm inspired. (laughs) okay so did you want to talk about um like how like makeup pair situation yeah I kind of do for some reason I like couldn't get that out of my mouth I was like like beauty ish we we like touch on this I feel like we touch on it often I feel like we've done a whole podcast on it before but Avery told me last night because we do the whole three things you're grateful for, three things you appreciate about each other every single night. I missed it. Rip. It's honestly been one of the best things for us. Someone called in and told us about it on this podcast. And I was like, I'm no, doing they didn't. You did. I said it. You said it. Okay. Because I was like somewhere, Aaron, somewhere, Aaron, my friend, and she's also my business partner owns a third of the company. And, um, she gave that advice, uh, she's okay. done it since the beginning of her marriage and okay. it's like been incredible for them. It's so good. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing that. And I honestly didn't expect us to stick with it for this long, but we just do it yes. right after prayers every single night. And it just puts you in a mindset of like re going back over the day and realizing all the ways that they showed up for you. Yes. Or just like throughout the day being like, oh, storing this away, writing this down in my notes right now, because this is amazing. It just puts you in a state of gratitude for them all the time. And it's 
Great. And then it's like also- an examination of conscious at night, like a daily examine yes. or whatever, but with your relationship. With your relationship. Yeah. And then you get to sit there and also be told all the ways you showed up. It's so good. So good. Anyways, um, when he said a day or two ago, it was that he appreciates when I do my makeup, when I get dressed intentionally for the day, how I got really tan this summer, LOL at my heck yes, last week. <laughs> um, and he's the reason why he said he appreciates those is because it makes him feel pursued and important. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I'd never thought about the important one. Yeah. It makes him feel important. And I, I was like, like okay. So then I started to think about it some more. Obviously I loved hearing that um, because it's something I've really tried to be more on top of. And honestly, it's become just such a part of my daily routine now. It's the first thing I do when I wake up, I go wash my face. I put my makeup on. It takes li- literally less than 10 minutes and and I'm ready for the day and I feel better for the day. I feel like I'm ready to be present to my husband. And I realized that it it proves to him and it tells him that he's still important now because it proves that it wasn't just a show when we were dating. Mm. I like I can't demand that he pursues me in marriage the same way he pursued me when we were dating if I'm not also attempting to put in the same effort I put in when we were dating as I was trying to get his attention. That's so good the accountability piece to that. Yes. Yes, and like think about all the times for me in college I it was rare that I went to class looking like a bum mm-hmm. ever because I was like, I am going to see so many people I know. I just want to look my best, dressed to impress. I mean, I got made fun of sometimes because my style was not Southern whatsoever. Little eclectic, little boho. I was wearing weird hair scarves and stuff, but it's fine because I was always very intentional about what I was wearing and I was doing it knowing that maybe I would find the guy who I was going to marry. Maybe I would stumble upon him that day. Now I have the guy that I've married. That doesn't just all go out the window. Like that proves his importance, me putting my best self forward for him and showing him that putting that time in every single day is worth it. Um, Obviously there's seasons. Obviously I'm not super, super hot and on top of makeup every single day postpartum. But I also know now after having gone through two postpartums and about to do a third one that he wants me to take care of myself like he desires this that's a priority to him he has literally told me what do I need to sacrifice in the budget to allow you to get your hair done a couple more times during the month because I love the way you look when you do that like Frick, yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Are you kidding me? And like an <laughs> insecure woman would say, go on the defense in victim mode and be like, so you don't like me when it's not done. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Also but you know what's so funny? woman. Yes. And I had a second of that thought. I had like literally a split second of like, wow, you don't like my natural hair. And then I got like, I got my hair done. First of all, it feels so good to have someone shampoo your hair. Like you can't even act like you don't enjoy that. Okay. But Mm -hmm. then secondly, a couple weeks later, I had done my hair and it was like washed, done it naturally. I'd like scrunched it up in some curl cream and stuff. And then later during the day he came home and he was like, your hair looks really good like that. Like you haven't worn it like that in a while. And I was like, it's literally not even about the fact that I got a blowout. Like that's not, he just loves when I put effort and time into how I look Mm -hmm. and how I present myself to the day. Um, And so what I was saying is with postpartum, like 
he wants me to take care of myself. That's a priority to him. And so to ask him like, hey, can I shower? Can I do my hair? Can I have a minute for my makeup? Can you get the kids or whatever? It isn't a burden and it isn't selfish vanity. Like it's a team effort thing that pours back into each other and it's a mutually overflowing action into both of our cups, which then just flows on into our children. And it's just this great whole, I mean, I would be so bummed if he just totally let himself go when we got married because, you know, life's too hard, Mm -hmm. work's too stressful, kids are, kids, kids just exhaust you. There's no time for me to put effort into myself, my body and my, you know, whatever. Well, okay. So like, um, feeling beautiful is not superfluous. It's not agreed. And I think I've really come to that realization just through, you know, doing beauty counter and helping women find their makeup and find their skincare and seeing it tenfold of like, I feel like a different woman putting this on, feeling confident, spending the time in the effort for five minutes in the morning doing this. This is not Mm -hmm. unnecessary. This is not frivolous. This is not superfluous. This is required for my great day. Like this is a part of it. Feeling beautiful can, is not lost on you, you know? And it's not just like this extra thing. It's like just a part of the thing. And it changes women's lives. It changes their day. It changes how they show up. It changes Mm -hmm. because they show up better. It changes the people around them and their, you know, their families. And Mm -hmm. I used to, I think when I started with beauty counter saw is like, well, I'm just helping women, you know, find their makeup and better skincare. But it's like, no, helping women feel beautiful is a big deal and it's worth it. And it matters. Yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And I just, I, I abhor the fact that everything else, like that it's at the bottom of the totem pole mm-hmm. when you become a mom or that your ability to make time for the gym or do whatever is at the bottom of the totem pole when you become a dad. Like yeah. no, you both are each other's vocation. The pursuit, we share stuff all the time. Us girls, I'm saying we as in like all of us girls share things all the time about how pursuit doesn't end when you're married, still go on dates, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Are you actually doing every single day things to pursue your husband? Because if not, like he's not going to do that for you and it's not going to happen. Like it's a two-way street here. And this so is a great the, challenge. This I just think good. about the amount of times I see those things like pursuit doesn't end in marriage and it's like a challenge to the men to like, you better still pursue me. And it's like, what are you doing to still be the same way that you were when you were da- like dating him? Nothing. Yeah. Like, are you doing nothing? Okay. So <laughs> why is he going to feel the need to pursue you or the, the the desire the innate desire to pursue you um obviously don't go take my words and run with it and then say meg's saying if you don't wear makeup then he's not even going to feel the desire yeah, this is to all in you. like a this is all in like a 20 minute contextual conversation <laughs> right right there's a million <laughs> ways we could go about this we could talk about it all night over a campfire and pumpkin cold foam and, and smart like, rose a candle Yes. And more s'mores. But more stuff. Today. And hot dogs <laughs> with a lot of ketchup and a buttered bun. Uh, disgusting. I'm like starving no. right now. It sounds so good. I was going to say, you sound hungry. Yeah. Um, Are you sunger? I'm not sunger anymore. 
which is I'm like game. bunger, like butterfly hunger. Mm, so you're not going to be able to eat. Feeling you're bunger like, right You're now. like, I might, you feel the same way guys do when they are about to get down on one knee. So they're not going <laughs> to eat. <laughs> well, my friend, Emily, who's coming with me to take the photos, she goes, make sure you eat. And for a second, I was like, why would she say that? And now I'm like, wow. She, you're like, wow. She I knows, literally she knows. didn't eat. <laughs> I'm bunger. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you need to eat for and sure. And on that note, <laughs> yeah. Cece has to go eat, you guys. We got to cut this conversation short. I hope you took something out of it. And I hope you don't take all the other stuff that we didn't say out of it. And guys, we're going to have <laughs> Father Ken on next week. He's incredible. If you guys aren't follow- following on Instagram, the Fathers of Mercy, okay, mm-hmm. the Fathers of Mercy Instagram handle, he's the priest that's like kind of on it and doing all their like PR stuff, mm-hmm. but he's a great friend. Um, yeah. Megan's met him. We had him over for dinner when she was here he's and yeah, so he'll be on next week, but I would love for you guys to call in for the following week. Um, someone called in with this idea and I don't personally have any, but I feel like y'all would have a lot funny driving stories, like stories Mm -hmm. of like getting pulled over or seeing random things or, you know, stuff like that. Um, everything's on the table with this, like funny driving travel stories. Um, so please call in or you can text in, but calls are always a little more fun. 312-775-2615. Leave a voicemail. Again, if you mess up the voicemail, just call back. I won't use the first one. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) She's a homie. We're all good. We're all good. So thank you guys though for listening. We always appreciate it. And please leave a rate and review. Yes, please. And Cece, go eat and go get your man. Because I'm bunger. All right. (laughs) We love you guys. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.